Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Ephrata Community Church Weekly Podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, happy Easter Monday, Ephrata Community Church. We're thrilled to be able to celebrate uh, Easter with you and then reflect on it. And uh, Kevin, great to have you. Here it is. Great to be here. Thanks, Jim. Hope you had a great Easter. Oh, Easter is an above average time. I know that. I remember a long time ago I heard <clears throat> someone do a message on live like you're a child of the resurrection. I mm-hmm. just, I just, that phrase is one I always carry into Easter. Like, show me more of what it means to be a child of the resurrection, yep. right? Yeah. And I don't know if that means, it means different things to different yep. people, but for me it means carrying hopefulness in all things and the belief that all things can be transformed in yep. Christ. So I, 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 I I was in a meeting last week where I'm consulting um, a firm on something and they were just depressed and I just was saying like, and they asked me, so Jim, what's your thought? I'm like, the first thought is we are children of the resurrection. Yep, so we've exactly got right. to frame this and understand that Christ is going to do good here. So anyway, you got me going. Well, Love in a Easter. far less uh, spiritual or profound thing, I would say I am glad that we live in a part of the world that gets to experience Easter in the springtime. Oh! Can you imagine if you're you right, Southern, Southern Hemisphere? hemisphere? <laughs> you're prepping for winter. That's right. Onset. So we get, to, we get to celebrate Easter when the days are getting longer and daffodils are blooming and trees are blooming. And I think it all fits together to say, yep, I like the way things are going here. No, me too, man. <laughs> uh, I just love to see color. People are starting to wear colors. Um, yep. You know what I mean? Brighter colors. I'm like, oh, that somehow does something for me. Anyway. So give me one tradition from your childhood about Easter that... Uh, was a part of your growing up. Yeah, you woke up Sunday morning and somewhere in the house um, there was a basket hidden with that cellophane straw in it with candy, <laughs> cookie, with yeah. with treats in it. And it was yeah. hidden in the house. And I mean, we did that. I was one of four boys and we were pretty rambunctious. But somehow that thing carried into my late teens where you still woke up and mom hid a basket somewhere in the house. And then you headed to church. You didn't have time to enjoy it. It was right. just before church. So you're partly getting dressed, partly finding that basket. Yep. What about you? Now let me ask you a question about your Easter basket. So I'm assuming there's a good bit of candy and so forth in yeah, there. Yeah, there's marshmallow Were you a peeps. guy that would divvy that out so it lasted like a month? Or were you like in it the first week and it was gone? Uh, I, we were in pretty quick, but even, I mean, in my household, I mean, lower middle class, you were happy to have these treats. So you did have a bit of divvying from a scarcity mentality, but yeah. still, man, we're not talking past two to three days, right? <laughs> so the fact that we, my mom used to buy one box of Lucky Charms once a month. Groceries were always Thursday. And when she brought it home, she knew after dinner, she'd sit the box on the table. And my four brothers and I would eat the entire box of Lucky Charms in one sitting. Because we know if we didn't, one of the guys was going to get That's up right. the next morning and dust that thing That's off. That's right, yeah. So, uh, Here's the lucky charms, but Easter was similar. Anyway, yeah. what, one, what's yeah, one thing well, you Yeah, same loved? for us as well. So uh, my, my parents would do Easter baskets hiding around the house someplace. So a yeah. little bit of a secret about that. So our kids are now in their 30s. Yeah. And Stephanie still does that. Uh, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, it, it lingered on. I mean, they'll live with us. They're married. They're out on their own. But they will get an Easter basket. Man, good living. That's good living. Yep. Anyway, happy Easter to all of you, man. And... Uh, we are children of the resurrection, whatever you're facing. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. He is sovereign on a throne, and his throne is named Mercy. So we believe that for you. Kevin, I want to chat a little bit about um, um, Easter, what it means for us as a community. You know, it mm-hmm. informs one of our founding values here of the transformed life, you know, freedom. Uh, it is found in this day, right? Yep. Yep. Um, I would love to chat about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like uh, when it comes to Easter, we stop too soon. I mm-hmm. think actually in our tradition of the church, we don't properly prep for Easter and therefore it slips by. So we've talked about Lent, the Lenten season. We had at our staff team, we had a Lutheran pastor come and share about Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Um, all of which are very useful tools that help us dig deeper into a revelation of what Easter is. Mm-hmm. And in our tradition, it can sneak up on us. We get distracted by the fact that it's springtime and mulching needs to occur and there's family gatherings and we miss some things that Jesus wants to, right. wants to share with That's us. Right. And I feel, like we, I feel like one of the things that God's doing in me actually this year is, you know, we talk about the, the resurrection, of course, the, the life that Jesus lived, his um, sacrificial death That's right. on the cross, the resurrection on the third day, you know, it's defeated death. That's right. Uh, and I feel like as, you know, I feel a little bit my nerve actually saying this because yeah. on one hand, that is, if that's all that God has done for us, what complaint could we possibly ever have? That's right. that's what, right. what could we ever say that, hey, God, we want more? So it isn't to diminish that in anything, but at the same time, uh, I want all that he's bought for Me us. Me too. Me too. I mean, I'm he's paid you. the price for it. And so sometimes overwhelming to think that the price paid for the salvation of every person who has ever lived and ever will live mm-hmm. has already been paid. That's right. And so to be motivated in that, you know, with a lost person, Jesus already died for your That's sin. Right. Like he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to do it again. Yeah. And, and it's almost a waste of what he has provided for us uh, to see people go to hell. It does. And and uh, I, I I always say this like. May the lead thing I experience around Easter be thankfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to be a man who's thankful for his salvation. You know, we sometimes forget when we've been in the faith for decades, uh, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, yep. the psalmist says, right? Yep. And, and I have to tell you that if there's anything I would love to see um, uh, around Easter is thankfulness. But one of the reasons I love this community is there is a second and third and fourth layer of the cross that have to do with breakthrough and freedom. I mean, yeah. I, even Paul in, in, in 1 Corinthians 2, 2, I mean, here he is talking to the Corinthians. Here he is trying to be the architect of the New Testament church and address things. And he says that wonderful phrase, for I decided to know nothing among you except Christ in Christ crucified. Yeah. He knew there was a power in the cross that answered all things. Yeah, like, and, exactly. we, and those are the layers of the cross that we always don't get to see. And that gets back to one of the things I was trying to say is, um, there is a power, resurrection power in the cross that can be applied to our addictions, our family systems, yeah. our relationship, fractured relationship. And I want to explore those freedoms. You know, we, we have no God, no freedom, yep. uh, <clears throat> no purpose, make a difference. Um, no freedom is linked to that cross, right? Yep. Um, yep. Looking forward to always exploring that with yep. this community. And to see the power of that has been released. You know, so I'm spending time in Ephesians through this year. Ephesians one twenty two. So he raised him up, gave him the name above every name, mm-hmm. not only in this age, but also in the age to come. Put all things under his feet and then gave him as head over all things to the church. That's right. God has provided for us through the cross, uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, for us to live in a level of power and overcoming that we just do not know. It's hard to comprehend. Even in Ephesians, a little bit later on, it speaks of the manifold wisdom of God, God. like the eternal plan that He has will be demonstrated through His church. Mm. 
entrusted to us. It just is amazing. It is amazing. And it's one of those things where you're not going to, at least I'll speak for myself and my intellectual capacity, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to figure that out. Sure. Like you almost come to a point where you say, that's true whether I can figure it out or not. And so I don't look for like intellectual capacity, although you know that's part of it, but it's actually I need Holy Spirit revelation right. of the truth that Jesus has been given to the church as head over all things. That's right. That's right. And that somehow what we do as followers of Jesus Christ, both individually and corporately as a body of Christ, demonstrates the manifold wisdom that's of right. God to the principalities and powers that are, yeah. you know, yeah. In the heavenly places. Yeah, to abide in that and then also appropriate that for the work he's entrusted to us on this planet. That, that's what we're after. Because the abiding is back to the belovedness. And we talked about this two weeks ago, Palm Sunday, right? You're sitting there and Jesus talked about the beloved of the Father is one yep. of the things he wanted to leave you with, yep. right? Um, and then he says, then I'm going to give you Holy Spirit and I'm going to entrust you to my work. Um, I do believe that there is that abiding that he talks about there in John 15. Abide in me as I abide in the Father. I want yep. that for you. But out of you then will be works greater than yeah. I. Yep. Let it be, Lord. <laughs> Let it be. Yep. Yeah, it's overwhelming, yeah. honestly. And so, I mean, it's, it's overwhelming in mostly a good way. I mean, it's overwhelming to think that, man, I just don't want to stop short of experiencing what God has for me and for us right. as a congregation. And so Easter is yesterday. I mean, it's over. Yeah. But I don't want to say that Easter is over. Because yeah. I want to keep pressing in to obtain the revelation of what Jesus has purchased for us. And that's, that's my concern with even like the holidays that we have. And okay, we have the Christmas holiday and we have the Easter holiday. And even in a culture and a tradition like ours, you kind of cycle through that and it becomes kind of the same old. I just feel like there's so much more for us this year. Mm-hmm. To continue to press in, to really get, not that we would get all of it, because I'm not even sure how we get all of it, yeah. but to get more of the revelation of what he has well, purchased for us. I have a thought, and it gets back to your inspiration for this year. You know, we received a prophetic word as a community, and yep. Lord, let it be. Um, and again, it is a community prophetic word, right. meaning no one of us alone will take hold of it. Yep. Getting back to Joshua and Caleb, we will press in together. And I love the level of consecration we've been called to in these last six or seven weeks. But we have been said, I will put my name on you. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, like, you don't get God's name put on you without consecration because you're now representative in another level. Now, remember, the story you launched us out of six, seven weeks ago was the Exodus thing. Like, oh, I'll send an angel with you. You can mm-hmm. go up, Moses. I'll send, it with, I'll send an angel with you. I'll even send my promises with you. Yeah. And Moses is like, hold a second. There's a difference between angelic ministers and promises and your presence. Yep. I ain't going without your presence. <laughs> right. um, yes. I want your name on us. Yeah. And that is what I believe we continue to contend for is, Jesus, what's it mean to have yeah. your name on us? Well, actually, he's going to suggest in these chapters we looked at on Palm Sunday, the Father's name yeah. via you releasing it, right? Like, we want it, right? And, I, and I, I simply say this, Lord, put your name on us, and one of the ways is for us to stare at the life of Jesus. Like, we're in our next series going to be heading into the miracles and ministries, if I'm right. correct, right? right? Actually, we're going to spend a little time on what we're calling spring cleaning, where Jesus yeah. 
cleanses the temple and yeah. also asks the ultimate question of who do you say that I am, right? Mm -hmm. there, there, <coughs> there are what I would call two more reordering or realigning yep. messages, right? Yep. And then we get into the seven miracles or the seven signs, John calls it. Anything you're excited about as we're diving into that stuff. Yep. Well, did you ever see those uh, memes that get passed around that is, uh, you had one job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I love it. Yeah, so they're always usually construction accidents or right. something like, like okay, you only had to do one thing and you just dumped you just right. dumped your truck yep. into the lake with your the load. You so were instead of to the drop. chiefs, it's the chefs, you know, right. or the end zone painted or whatever. Um, <laughs> we overcomplicate the Christian life, mm. and we really just have one job: Christ formed in us. Mm -hmm. That is the universal will that he has for every person that follows him is his life duplicated in us. That's right. And, and we tend to overcomplicate things. We live in a world that's very complicated. And just simply to come back to the very basics of Jesus, I want one thing. I want you. Mm -hmm. And I want your life fully formed in me. Mm -hmm. And so there's so much that pushes against us. There's so much that comes our direction so just simply to come back to that place and make it as simple as we possibly can, even though so simplicity and sim simple was not easy. That's right. So it is actually very, very hard. That's right. It's actually very hard to even fight for simplicity. That's right. But also to be a follower of Jesus, to not worry about the labels of evangelical, Pentecostal, charismatic, third mm. wave, you know, next thing that God's doing. Um, yeah. I just want to be a follower of Jesus. That's right. Yeah, and, and make I, it as simple as possible. I remember on on Palm Sunday weekend, um, Matt and I were reflecting on this that we felt that there was going to be a releasing of the exalting the name of God in our midst. Yeah, right. And there was, if you think about the worship that weekend, had a particular exalting the name. Matter of fact, every worship song is is mentioning something like that. And then, of course, the message is the Father's being exalted even by Jesus and yep. reminding us, "I've given you this." And it's no small thing that then all of a sudden healing set down in the room. See, yes. there's another thing. When God's, it's not, we're not pursuing healing. Yeah. We're pursuing the presence of God in this place of which words of knowledge or healing or peace setting in the room like we've seen in some of the recent quiet revivals taking place at Asbury and yeah. elsewhere. These are byproducts of the presence of God, the name of God being in a place, yeah. right? So getting back <clears throat> to your simplicity, I just, Matt and I were recently just talking about, like, man, you exalt God. Mm -hmm. You slow that down and let God's presence come to a room. You should be ready to expect that with it comes some pretty amazing stuff as no well. Doubt. And then, Lord, let it be. But of all things, let your name be exalted and then put on us. Yep. That's, that's huge. And um, Easter is a big part of it. You know, there is a, there is a great, great joy. And again, uh, the days after it, like these, that we are children of the resurrection, yep. and there is something that it brings into every aspect yep. of our lives. And the great news is we've only begun this journey. That's right. I mean, it's April. That's right. So we have a long way to go to walk with Jesus, you know, stepping into the seven signs from right. the Gospel of John, the teaching on the kingdom that's coming a little bit later. Um, it's going to be a great year. It is. And I have high expectation for what Jesus is going to do this year just simply as we follow him. That's right. And one of the things that we want to remind you of for this year is we've done that rare but beautiful thing of creating a liturgical reading for yep. the year. In other words, Kevin and on his heart and a few of us joined with him is we, we looked at the Gospels and we are reading through the most significant portions of the Gospel this year together. So every week in the E! News you're going to find one little thing like this week 
try to read this these sections um, going into the weekend because it's what we're going to be communicating and and uh, in a sense with the spirit gathering around certain texts each week and we have them laid out for the whole year great job mm -hmm. Kevin um, so all that to say they are there for you to dive into and then revisit in the early part of the next week yep. um, revisit what was given out on that Thursday e-news uh, then you hopefully you read before the service and then revisit them up to that next Thursday and we think that the Word of God being in our midst around these things is also going to be ministering to us much less the beautifulness yep. of the uh, immediateness of God showing up with his words when we're together on the weekends yep. and just a reminder with that as, as Jim's sharing with you about reading those scripture verses please know uh, part of our heart is the restoration of the priesthood of all believers. Right. We know you have the Holy Spirit, you have the Word of God, fully expect God to speak to you, give revelation, and share that with us because we believe you're going to get revelation right. that we're not getting. Right. And we can share together as a, as a community. Yeah. And we appreciate you, and we hope you have a week that's blessed by the resurrection and the powers yeah. released in it. Take care, y'all. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortacommunitychurch.com.